Hello, and welcome to another episode of BZ Listening. I am your host, BZ Douglas, and today I am bringing you a special rebroadcast of a discussion I was invited to participate on another YouTube channel creator who's a friend of mine, Mustache Bob. Uh, he formed this small panel of some diverse minds to kind of go over what we thought of 2021 and what we're thinking going into 2022. And it's a long, excellent discussion, so I'm going to keep the intro real short. Uh, you'll find links to all of the people who participated in the discussion down in the description, and I hope you will check them all out because I believe they're all very interesting uh, voices who really don't get the reach they deserve. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and bow out here, let the, let the, the discussion go, and I hope you'll check back later in the week. I've got some uh, interesting interviews coming up. So thanks so much for listening, and now let's get on with the show. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, bros, broettes, bro fluids, and non-bronary people to the Mustache Mafia podcast. I'm Mustache Bob, your host. Uh, I would say erstwhile, but I haven't been doing enough uh, content lately. But uh, today I'm joined by the progressive American, BZ Douglas, poet and playwright Brenton Langle, whose intro I just kind of tanked on purpose, and, and Contraband. Uh, we're going to do a 2021 uh, year review. And I've got a little bit of echo in my headphones, uh, but we're going to discuss uh, local issues, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, its cultural and economic impacts, the January 6th riot and its aftermath, Joe Biden's first year as president, and the end of the Afghan war. And then we're going to conclude with some positive things that we can do to make 2022 a better year than 2020 and 2021. But first, I'm going to allow my erstwhile guests to introduce themselves in order that you're going to see them on screen. So I'm going to throw it to the Progressive American first. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Uh, as Bob mentioned, I'm the Progressive American. My name's Connor Kelly. I host the uh, aptly named channel, YouTube, and uh, podcast, as well as a newsletter that is trying to get off the ground. Uh, I'm a student of political science and history from Loris College. I recently graduated and a former staffer with the Elizabeth Warren campaign. And I am perpetually annoyed by Twitter at some at sometimes. <laughs> it's an addiction we all have to quit at some point. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on, and I look forward to discussing this with you. All right, fire, fire free, uh, BZ Douglas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm BZ Douglas. I'm uh, an independent journalist based in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I'm covering uh, police abuse, uh, systemic um, issues with the criminal justice system, political corruption. And um, I also uh, have a uh, documentary series out called State of Injustice, which you can find at stateofinjustice.com. And it's also on the Real News Network. And I'm really, really excited to be here, Bob. Uh, I might have to bow out to take a call around five o'clock, but I'm hoping to jump back in. So uh, really looking forward to getting through the year. This is quite a thing to prepare for as a discussion. <laughs> it is a bit of a big subject. Thank you for coming on, though. All right, Brent, to you. Yeah, you should have done what I did. Don't do any preparation whatsoever. <laughs> he's, he's just winging it. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm used to it. Uh, so, hi, uh, I'm Brenton Lengel. Um, you guys may remember me from... Uh, 
Bobby B being on uh, my channel, uh, which is an extension to the YouTube channel. Just search my name, Brenton Lengel. Uh, the show is Insurrection with Brenton Lengel, uh, which is a uh, continuation of the radio show that I did. Uh, I'm also a poet, playwright, and Ringo-nominated comic creator of Snow White Zombie Apocalypse and Darudi Shadow of the People. Um, Bobby and me have been going through chapter by chapter homage to Catalonia, which is one of the best books in the world uh, and a big major influence on me. And uh, also um, BZ Douglas and I know each other from the New York underground open mic scene. And we were both very active on the ground and with Occupy Wall Street. Um, I was actually arrested once uh, and won. Thank you guys very much for that. Um, behind me, as you can see, uh, I have certain opinions. I, I am an, I'm, I am a classical anarchist in the Kaprotkinite tradition. And uh, yeah, other than that, I love to do debates against weirdo right-wingers. Uh, everyone from David, Dr. David D. Friedman to most recently Stefan Molyneux, who stormed out of the debate after I offered to, to mail him some eggs. <laughs> I, I made sure to tell him that the chicken that laid the eggs was white because I knew how important that was to <laughs> Stefan Molyneux. <laughs> oh, God. I guess that's a nice little segue into me. Um, my name is Contraband, everybody. Uh, Will is my actual name, but I go by Contraband, creator of the Contraband Wagon, where we're changing the conversation on race. I have two-hour live conversations with random people about the subject of race. Anyone can apply, anyone can come on and have a conversation with me about it. Um, it actually spawned from a racism discussion group that I created in my local area. And once the pandemic hit and we went virtual, I just decided to open it up to everyone. And we've talked to people from all over the world, from all walks of life. Um, there are, uh, I've done over a hundred hours of conversation on race. You can view clips of these conversations on my YouTube channel of the same name, The Contraband Wagon. And um, if you're interested in talking about race with me, but you don't want to be on the live stream, we also do a round robin discussion on race with 10 people or less once a month. You can sign up there at www.meetup.com slash racism discussion group if you'd like to talk. Thanks for having me, Bob. Hey, thanks for coming on again, everybody. Uh, these guys, if you somehow are familiar with me, but not these fine gentlemen in the roundtable, please subscribe and like their content. If you're coming from their audience and you're just meeting me for the first time, please tune in to hear the dulcet sounds of my voice discuss various different issues in philosophy from a left-wing perspective. Mm -hmm. um, to start off our discussion, uh, we're going to start off at the local level. Um, this makes sense both because BZ's got to hop off and because... Uh, everything kind of does start at the local level. Uh, so I guess I'll lead off a little bit uh, talking about where I'm from and what the pressing local issues are in my life right now. Uh, I live in central Florida in the Daytona Beach area. Uh, we have what you'd call a NASCAR and sunshine economy down here. Uh, there's very little middle class and uh, very little uh, political influence of the working people in this town. Uh, our, our influences are primarily dictated by the tourism industry and NASCAR explicitly. So what I've been doing over the last uh, couple years down here is trying to get our voter registration up. Uh, I've been going around. I've actually knocked on doors during a pandemic, which was not probably the most intelligent thing to do in the world, uh, especially in a gun state like Florida. But um, I did it. And uh, uh, we, we actually uh, registered uh, about like 150 voters between 30 people. 
over the last uh, two years, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you realize that our, our voter turnout in my area is about 45 percent, every little bit helps. Uh, we also are dealing with, in my area, um, something that's kind of happening across the country where um, homelessness and poverty are kind of being criminalized where I live. Uh, we've criminalized panhandling in my area, and we've done it in such a draconian way that if you actually give somebody who's panhandling money, uh, not only is the person who's panhandling arrested and sent to jail or a, a homeless camp that the sheriff has built, uh, the uh, person who's giving the person money is fined $1,000. So we've been trying to work to decriminalize panhandling here too. Uh, I've also been trying to work with my local DNC uh, chapter, which has been the most frustrating experience of my entire life, <laughs> uh, which I, I, I'm sure anyone who's Poor ever worked bastard. with the Democratic Party. Yeah, uh, I, w I was told to my face that the way to win national elections was to buy radio and TV ads. And I responded with an off-color remark and BZ, Douglas, Brenton Langle and Connor all face palmed at the same time when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, it's messed up. Uh, but that's that's the local uh those are the local issues where i'm at uh should i throw to you bz or does anybody else want to yeah. well I, yeah i'd love to i mean it was, I, I i said i wanted to talk about this <clears throat> and it, it i feel like it'll it's a kind of nice thing with you know you said at the end of this discussion when we were in the green room about like we're going to talk about what can we do in 2022 and i'm a big uh evangelist of yeah local action and what you were saying about like, oh, we only registered this many people. But when you look at how many voters there are and the fact they're new voters and hopefully it reengages them in the process, whereas they not, might not have been your ROI on effort put into local elections is so much bigger when you just look at like the turnout. And um, so, you know, here in Cleveland, I think um, some important things happened for us with um, we elected a new mayor who's very much. Um, I, a lot of people agree with like that he's analogous to like our city's Obama moment in terms of he upset the political order. Not that he's like, you know, it's not it's not um, a new thing for a black man to be mayor in this town. But uh, when it came down to the election of him and his opponent, his opponent is very much part of the machine here. He was like the previous city council president. And so um, there's a lot of hope invested in him. But. As a local journalist, I'm real interested in paying real close attention because, it, you know, I see a lot of the same things as where he's hiring a lot of the same people into things. You know, he brought on the same public safety director. And that's the kind of change that we really needed to happen in this city was new blood at the top of at, at those types of positions. So I'm a big evangelist on, on local and um my my year has been um, January 5th. You know, everyone's focused on like January 6th. But for me, January 5th, um, my head immediately went into the killing of a young man here in Cleveland named Vincent Belmonte. And he um, he was shot by a police officer that I had produced a lengthy report on back in um, October that made a pretty clear case like this guy shouldn't be on the force at all. And then not two months later, he uh, he killed a young man in that investigation for like, you know, our, you know, to bubble up through the system for there to be an internal investigation. It took about a year and they overlooked very important things that I highlighted in my reporting. Um, so I found a lot of and the, the one thing I would hope to get out to like, you know, any content creators, too, is like throw a little love towards any local organizers there, like 
as a journalist, what I keep finding is amazing people doing amazing work. They don't know a damn thing about much more than like they can post something on Facebook. They're not on Twitter at all. Their YouTube is haphazard. So it's like finding those local people and amplifying them while yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make it as a full-time journalist and carve out a path for myself. I don't see any reason why anyone who has any expertise in producing content couldn't be doing that. So to me, it's, it's like the ultimate form of praxis that I'm really like, there's so much power and love that needs to be put on the local level. And that's where all these awful things at the national level fall down and hit the road and you can really see them in action. You, you know, it, it, I don't mean to talk over the rest of you guys, but the interesting thing happened to me like um, over the last couple of years where in about like 2007 I, I was forced to read for college this book called Bowling Alone uh, by John Putnam I, I'm guessing Connor you're probably familiar with this uh, really makes like political science professors weak in the knees and <laughs> one of the things he was talking about was kind of like the atomization of American society where people are like withdrawing from like local socialization well, hence the title of the book like people are going bowling alone and the bowling league is kind of declining and at the time I read that, I thought that like he was wrong and that the internet would give you like a better sense of community. Like I was thinking like, well, if you're listening to a podcast in your ears as you're walking between classes, you're part of a bigger community than you would be if you're just in, like in a bowling league. But like the last couple years especially have completely changed my mind on that because you're right, the the big content creation and like uh, watching like a million subscriber YouTube channel or watching like cable television or listening to a podcast, even though you should definitely listen to mine all the time and <laughs> like and subscribe, um, uh, is not a substitute for actual like local interaction with, with people. And that's why I really like what you're doing with your journalism is like you're, you're, you're focusing on the issues that are happening in your area instead of just having like, national stories dominate your local news and I, I hope to make like take a local thing and then say like look this connects to a national thing um and the big other thing that in local like news of the year besides our mayor is we passed something called issue 24 and this is a perfect example of what i'm saying is so we established in cleveland we had the consent decree imposed on the police department 